Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Thinking Crypto channel, your home for crypto news and interviews. Guys, what a day for the crypto market. We had FUD out of China that they're banning Bitcoin for the millionth time, right? They're banning crypto for the millionth time. Uh, what does this mean for the price action? Because we saw a sell-off, but uh, what support levels do we need to hold to bounce upwards to continue the bull run? I'm going to share that with you. We also have a lot of people in Congress weighing in on this situation, calling for the United States to be the leader, given that China is looking to take a stance on crypto, right? Because they're trying to push their digital yuan. Well, I'll share who weighed in and what's happening there. We had Ripple CEO Brad Garlinghouse go on TV. And man, he took the gloves off talking about Jay Clayton and William Hinman, conflicts of interest. Things are heating up, guys. And remember, this is not just about Ripple and XRP. This is about the SEC, the corruption, the conflicts of interest, picking winners and losers. And we also have a senator, Pat, Pat Toomey, who who's wrote a letter to Gary Gensler saying, we need clarity. So this is big. Once again, the gloves are coming off. Uh, we also have a, a bill that was uh, passed by the U.S. House of Representatives which includes a provision to provide crypto regulations. I want to share that with you and what that's about. We also have some big news around Bitcoin and Ethereum. So we're going to break it all down. Before we do, please go ahead and hit the thumbs up button, leave a comment below, and hit the subscribe button if you're new here. It helps support the channel and it doesn't cost you anything. Guys, this video is brought to you by OKCoin Crypto Exchange, where you can buy, sell, and trade your favorite cryptocurrencies and you don't have to pay high fees. OKCoin okay, charges low fees. You can also stake your crypto and keep 100% of the rewards. You don't have to pay any fees. And it is the only exchange in the world that you can buy Miami coin. Uh, so be sure to sign up with OKCoin, okay, link in the description. Uh, so look at the price action here on the market. A lot of red, and that's expected after the big FUD we saw today. But nothing too significant or off track because Bitcoin is still holding the $40,000 support level, which is where I think it needs to for us to bounce upwards and continue the bull run. So on the weekly chart, it's still look, you still see that red candle here. On the daily chart, um, we just see the respective pullback. So nothing significant. It's just FUD, guys. Um, We're still on track to higher prices. And here's a cool chart from Colin Talks Crypto which breaks down the respective Bitcoin bull runs. And we know the crypto market follows Bitcoin and the return. What was the top 
and, uh, and what was the, um, you know, the multiplier effect for the next bull run. So for example, 2011, $31, that was the top. It fell uh, after that, about 94% went to $2. In 2013, which we, when we had the double peak, it went 37X from the previous all-time high to $1,153. It then proceeded in a bear market to drop 85% and go down to $173. In 2017, we had a 17X from the previous all-time high in 2013, and we topped out at $20,078. That was an 80, and then it fell 84%, obviously in the bear market to uh, $3,191. Now we are in 2021. What multiplier effect could we see? Could it be a 5X? I think a lot of people are thinking it's a 5X, right? We hit 100,000. Could it be a 6X? I think it's between a five to six, right? Um, if we go higher than that, I'll, I'll certainly I'll be happy, but I want to make sure I'm realistic. So uh, right now we're waiting to see what that new all-time high will be and make no mistake about it. Once we hit that blow off top, a bear market will come. So this is the data you want to look at, not your feelings or emotions or what you dream of or your wishful thinking. What does the data tell us and the trends and, and the uh, different uh, metrics? So this is something certainly you can bookmark and keep an eye on. Um, and I think we're going to see a six-figure Bitcoin. Uh, what the top is going to be, it's hard to tell. But if it's a 6X, you know, it'll be like around $120,000. So maybe between 100000 to 120000 But let's see. Hopefully it goes higher and we make more money. Because remember, the altcoins will follow Bitcoin's move. And many times the altcoins perform better than Bitcoin, right? We've seen that with XRP, Ethereum, different altcoins. They will pump harder and give you uh, bigger gains and returns. So it's worth having altcoins in your portfolio. All right. The China FUD, um, something I want to show you here just of the manipulation. I tweeted this this morning showing back in 2017, where are my OGs at? Those of you who are with me back in 2017, when in September, they, they, they put out the news, oh, we're going to ban crypto exchanges and so forth. Did that stop the bull run? Nope. Just pulled the price back. And same thing is happening here again. It's almost like it's coordinated FUD manipulation. And we know there's whales looking to short the market. So many of them will push these uh, media placements like, oh, no, China's banning Bitcoin and they'll push the selling pressure, right? And that will, you know, fit, fit their shorts. So you have to understand there's a bit of manipulation. Look, it happens in other markets too, like stocks. I've talked about it numerous times. A lot of these hedge fund guys go on CNBC. That's why you never take financial advice on CNBC. Jim Cramer and these guys do not take advice from them. Go and do the research yourself. Um, and they would put the narrative out whether they are going long or short. And, you know, they, that's how they manipulate the public. So, it's nothing new, um, just it's much more easier in the crypto market because the crypto market is young, right? So just an FYI there for those of you who are new to the market, once you understand this game that's being played, um, you know not to panic or what's happening and looking macro level. All right, here's another comparison from BlockWorks. China bans Facebook, creates Weibo. China bans YouTube, creates Yuku. <laughs> China bans Google, creates Baidu. China bans WhatsApp, creates WeChat. China bans Bitcoin, creates the Yuan. So the digital Yuan. We've seen this game over and over from China. Now, here's what some folks in uh, Congress are saying. Senator Pat Toomey 
Uh, this man is doing some great work. He's been a big advocate for crypto. We're going to talk more about him with regards to the SEC and Ripple. He tweeted, China's authoritarian crackdown on crypto, including Bitcoin, is a big opportunity for the U.S. It, it, it's also a reminder of our huge structural advantage over China. Uh, he said here, Beijing is so hostile to economic freedom, they cannot even tolerate their people participating in what is arguably the most exciting innovation in finance in decades. Economic liberty leads to faster growth and ultimately a higher standard of living for all. Love it. I love when people like him get it, you know, because you, you, there's so many who don't. And the fact that he's getting it and he's talking about it, I love it. And once again, we're going to talk more about him later in the video. Tom Emmer, who I've interviewed, Congressman Tom Emmer, um, he said, open, permissionless, private. If China bans it, you know it's something worth fighting for. So I'm glad these folks are speaking up and pushing um, for clear regulations in the United States. And Cynthia Lummis, who's, of course, a Bitcoin holder, uh, she's out of Wyoming. I'm hoping to get an interview with her. She said, gradually, then suddenly, closer to the suddenly, suddenly uh, phase by the day, keep up the education on the Hill. It's spreading. Hashtag Bitcoin. So she said this in response to Senator Pat Toomey's uh, tweet. Now, uh, I tweeted the following. <laughs> you guys may have seen this. Here's an idea. Maybe Gary Genser should move to China and work with the CCP to ban and police crypto there. It would align with his goals and anti-free market stance. <laughs> he should just go to China, man. Like, what are you doing here, dude? Like, we're trying to innovate and grow and, and bring uh, uh, this new technology and let it be part of our lives to help us uh, uh, help improve our lives and people's lives around the world. So even Chris Giancarlo, who I will be interviewing again soon, I interviewed him last year. Uh, he was interviewed here by, uh, looks like Yahoo Finance. And here's a takeaway. Crypto, part of a multi-generational change, need to get the regulation right, ex-CFTC chair. So I love that all these folks are coming out and talking about it, puts more pressure on regulators like Gary Genser. Now, here's an interesting news item, guys, and it's not getting big coverage. It is should. U.S. House passes National Defense Act containing crypto provision. The bill would clarify regulations of cryptocurrencies. So the National Defense, the, excuse me, the National Defense Authorization Act, which lays out the policy guidelines for defense and authorities or excuse me, authorizes military spending, includes a provision from the Eliminate Barriers to Innovation Act. The defense bill generally receives wide bipartisan support and is seen as a must-pass bill. Tacking the provision onto the bill, which the House passed on Thursday, signals a chance the crypto provision could soon pass into law. We can only pray that this, this goes through, guys, because even if it's not the full complete, um, you know, gambit uh, the full gambit of, of what we need for crypto regulations, if we chip away at this thing and we keep moving forward, it's, it's going to be great. Uh, it's going to help get bigger bills uh, passed through in the future. So the Senate still has to vote on its own version of the bill before the two legislative groups re uh, reconcile their uh, versions of the bill. All of Congress will have to vote on the final bill. The provision inserted by Representative Patrick Henry, Republican out of North Carolina, seeks to promote U.S. international competitiveness by clarifying how cryptocurrencies are regulated. Here, 
listen to this now. This is the important part. The proposed legislation would require the Securities and Exchange Commission, the SEC, and the Commodities Futures Trading Commission, the CFTC, to clearly define which agency has oversight of which aspects of the crypto market. If the bill is enacted into law, Congress would create a working group within 90 days of the bill's passage composed of the uh, SEC and CFTC representatives. The group is expected to also include non-governmental representatives from the fintech and small businesses, among others. Great news, guys. We're moving in the right direction here, but obviously it still needs to be passed, right? It passed one hurdle. It needs to go through the final hurdle. Hopefully no dummies, like uh, I, the one gentleman whose name I will not mention, I think it was out of Alabama, who who like was the one idiot who's, who allowed the, uh, the, the crypto uh, taxation rules to be put into your infrastructure bill. Hopefully it's not a situation like that, right? Um, but I like that we're moving in the right direction. This is great news, guys. And uh, hopefully it doesn't stall or it doesn't get kicked out, um, but I'll keep you updated as things progress. Now, Charles Gasparino and Fox Business, shout out to them. They've been covering crypto, the SEC, the Ripple XRP lawsuit nonstop. And today, Brad Garlinghouse, Ripple CEO, went on there to do an interview. And I want to play some clips for you and uh, some takeaways. So I'm not going to play the entire thing, but I want to show a, a few things. Start with you and what you've been breaking yeah, regarding and, Brad and, and Ripple. Yeah, and I want to start with questioning with Brad. But I want to make one point here. We've reached out to the following people. Jay Clayton, uh, the former SEC chief who brought the case against you guys. It was his last act in office as SEC chief under uh, President Trump. Bill Hinman, the former head of corporate finance, who presumably was part of that decision since Mr. Hinman headed a lot of the, uh, the regulatory stuff involving crypto. Uh, we've reached out to the people who run Ethereum because they play a role in this too. We've reached out to the SEC's press office to get in touch with Gary Gensler because he's continuing the case that, that Clayton brought. So I, I guess I, this is where it comes down to me, Brad. Ripple was charged by the SEC to fail for failure to do disclosures after, if you look at it pretty objectively, I looked at it objectively, doing much the same thing that Ethereum did, but the Ethereum and its Ether cryptocurrency has gotten a complete pass. Uh, Bill Hinman gave him a pass in his speech, that famous 2018 speech. Obviously, uh, Jay Clayton has given him a pass because he didn't bring charges. So far, Gary Gensler hasn't looked backwards and said, hey, was that a security when you were using to uh, uh, you were using Ether to build out uh, the Ethereum uh, blockchain? And you guys are being dinged because you presumably are using XRP to continue to build out. Why do you think there is this this type this these these two standards? Just from your standpoint, look, I'll start, Charlie. Thank you for having me, Liz. Thank you for having me. I, I think there has been it continues to be a lack of clarity. I think the points you're making about the the statements the SEC has made about ether certainly is one example of that. Look, I think as you have reported, Charlie, that if we want this industry to thrive here in the United States, there needs to be clarity. And I don't think we can just continue to say, hey, there is clarity, as we've heard from SEC officials, uh, even more recently under uh, Chair Gary Gensler's uh, leadership. And you know, we can't both say we need, there is clarity, and also ask Congress to write new laws to make it clear. Like both those things can't exist. 
So I think there's one good example of where they have said, and even a little bit backtracked under Gensler's administration as to whether or not Ether is or is not a security. But there's a lot of lack of clarity. I have you know, been out there publicly with, with even Liz years ago speaking about the need for this clarity for, the, for this industry to thrive here in the U.S. Do you think there is a conflict of interest between what Jay, Jay Clayton does now in private practice? Um, I, I, must, I mean, I know Jay is an honest guy, but he clearly, he does represent he does work for companies that do stuff involving crypto, not with your crypto, with Ether and Bitcoin. Do you think that's a, a, the conflict of interest that's going on here? That the fact that he would ask this question shows this man has cojones, right? Because Andrew Sorkin, these clowns on CNBC, don't have the balls to even ask Clayton that or even bring it up because they keep kissing Clayton's ass and Gensler's ass. Let me continue playing this here that there's some, that they've picked winners and losers for business reasons. A lot of people who own XRP believe that. I'm not saying I do, but yeah. that's been out there. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, look, Charlie, your reporting, I think, is on point here. And I, I think the timing, you know, the, the fact that the, right on the last day of Chairman Clayton's uh, kind of really final act, as you indicated, brought this lawsuit, I, I get this question a lot. I don't know what people's intent are, and so I've tried to stay out of that. Suffice it to say, I think the timing stinks. I think it's not a good look. Uh, you know, I think we have to go back to what was what is the mission of the SEC? The mission is to protect investors and help ensure orderly markets. You know, in this case, you have actually a you know more than ten thousand people who are holding XRP have filed a class action right. against oh, the yes. SEC. I read it. These are the exact people the SEC is supposed to be protecting. And they're saying, hey, you did the opposite. So you didn't provide clarity. You actually allowed XRP to be listed and traded very freely across the United States. More and more people got involved. It's traded for eight years. And then you brought a suit driving the price down 60 or 70%. You know, if, if the goal is orderly markets and the goal is to protect investors, it, you know, I think we've lost picture of the big lost sight of the big picture of why what the SEC's mandate is. Now, Gensler, Gary Gensler, the, the current SEC chief, is kind of carrying Jay's water here a little bit. He's, he's continuing the case. Some would say that he's even more uh, sort of, he, he's actually doing more regulation by enforcement than, than Jay Clayton. What do you think his end game yeah. is, Gensler's end game is with you guys and the entire crypto business? So, uh, that's, I think, the clip I want to show you guys, the fact that he asked that question of the conflict of interest. Man, that is bold, right? And uh, like I said, the, the CNBC people don't have the balls to do that. So kudos to him. And Brad, you know, clearly highlighted the, they waited eight years. They, they're ignoring the motion to intervene by the XRP holders, uh, uh, excuse me, tens of thousands of XRP holders. And that uh, they drove the price down. <laughs> I like this. <laughs> this is this is great. The dialogue is changing. It's no longer uh, speaking at a high level. They're talking about details now and conflicts of interest. So Genser, I'm sure he's going to go in the PR offensive uh, because he's going to have to try to save face here. But this is great. And remember what we saw. Jay Clayton went on TV earlier this week because he knew that the gloves are coming off. And I think we're going to see a lot more uh, interviews with him and Gensler and so forth. 
And uh, this is all good if you're an XRP holder. And for the crypto market, we want the SEC to get exposed here. Um, and when I say exposed, it's for the wrong things they've done that Clayton did and William Hinman did. The only person there who I think is is of character and um, has her head straight is Hester Peirce. And I'm, I will be interviewing her soon. Genser doesn't want to do an interview with me. Then no replies, of course, uh, because he doesn't want to speak to it us little people, um, even though he's supposed to be protecting us. So that's what I wanted you guys to hear. Um, and then uh, Brad also talked about he they're not looking to settle. <laughs> he said, we need clarity. So um, that's that's I love what uh, Brad stands there. Now, uh, Charles Gasparino tweeted the following. I requested comment from Bill Himmon on his 2018 crypto speech, and he has declined. Hmm, I wonder why. We have placed calls into Ethereum and requested info from Jay Clayton through Apollo Global Press Office. Haven't heard back. <laughs> they, they, they're probably scrambling, guys, because you have an investigative journalist and reporter, you know, who's going to ask the ballsy questions, right? So uh, they're probably scrambling because, you know, they'll probably go to uh, CNBC, who will just kiss their ass and, and just, hey, these are the questions we're going to ask you. So I think I think uh, this is this this is another sign that I think they're scrambling and they're afraid. Um, here, Charles Gasparino highlighted the following: Senator Toomey calls on Gary Genser to provide regulatory clarity following Fox Business's reporting on the matter. And there's a letter here, um, and it's dated today, Friday, September 24, twenty one, to the Honorable Gary Genser, Chair of U.S. Uh, SEC. It says, Dear Gary Genser, thank you for your testimony before the Senate Banking Committee on September 14, 2021. I write to follow up on con the concerns I expressed at the hearing about the need for regulatory clarity around uh, emerging technologies like cryptocurrencies, including stablecoins. For investors to benefit from a fair and competitive marketplace, Regulators must proactively provide rules of the road to the industry. Unfortunately, the SEC has instead adopted a strategy of regulation by enforcement in this area. At the hearing, you noted the SEC's success in pursuing crypto-related enforcement actions. In many of these enforcement actions, the SEC did not identify the securities involved or the rationale for their status as securities, which would have provided much-needed uh, public regulatory clarity. This approach appears related uh, to your belief that the probability is quite remote that any given cryptocurrency platform has zero securities. However, the SEC has res a responsibility to do more than just provide probabilistic estimates. My concerns about the SEC's lack of regulatory clarity are shared by others, including SEC commissioners. So obviously talking about uh, Hester Peirce and also Elad Roisman stated they were disappointed by the SEC's failure to explain which digital assets were securities. So I'm not going to go through um, the rest of it, but that's in a nutshell what it is. And I love it, guys. I love this. We're seeing momentum, uh, more pressure, more calling out of Genser, uh, Jay Clayton exposing these snakes. Um, I love it, guys. Now, some more Ripple news. This is interesting. Ripple X, which is um, part of their 
development um, section of the company, which helps foster adoption and building on the XRP ledger, they said the following, introducing the awardees of inaugural XRPL grants program, learn why 25 grantees from 10 plus countries were granted $2 million to build innovative projects on the XRP ledger. So this is great news. They're helping these companies to build on the XRP ledger to increase use cases. And uh, remember, there's part of what gives crypto value. If you look at Ethereum, the fact that people are building on it. So if you have people building on your network, that gives value to the network and the token on the network, right? Um, so I like this. You want to push more adoption. So this is pretty, pretty bullish. You guys can read up on the details. I'm not going to go through everything, but at a high level, they're pushing and giving people grants to bill on the XRP ledger. That's awesome. Uh, Roslyn Layton, who's of course a very well-known uh, Forbes author, um, and she's been covering the Ripple XRP lawsuit and the SEC and so forth. Uh, she put out a new um, uh, article here saying, regulators threaten Coinbase and cryptocurrency innovation. And here's what she tweeted. Sue first, ask questions later is no way to promote cryptocurrency innovation. Once again, more coverage, more pressure. All right, check this out. Bitcoin startup Moon raises $2.1 million to enter new markets. The startup enables crypto payments for e-commerce sites. This, I, lo I love to see this. Two things. One, these companies are getting the money. People are investing in them. Why? They see the market growing and they're going to make a return on their investment. Two, this is a critical part in the adoption um, of crypto and building on and off ramps, right? So the ability to buy, sell, and trade and spend your crypto, this is what's going to grow the ecosystem. So shared exclusively with Coindesk, Moon CEO Ken Kruger said the company is using the proceeds to expand a web and mobile application, making it possible to fund Moon cards with accounts from other exchanges. Currently, Moon only uses Coinbase. The company will use the funding to expand its geographic reach, enable users to pay with stable coins, in addition to Bitcoin, and expand its team of seven to a team of 10 to 12 in the next few months. Now, remember, it starts with Bitcoin, and then they'll start supporting the top altcoins. So, uh, this is great news and, and you know, there's going to be phases to this crawl, walk, run as they build out the future of this market. Now, something I want to share with you guys. This is interesting. Big investors pivoting from Bitcoin to Ether futures, JP Morgan. Ether futures are currently trading as a, at a premium as investors make the switch from Bitcoin-based products. Now, it goes back to my, you know, my, what I always say that Bitcoin is the doorway. People start with Bitcoin and they move, move to other altcoins and, and so forth. And we're starting to see this. So you're going to see a lot of these big players go into like Ethereum and Cardano. And look, once XRP gets out of this lawsuit from, and, and uh, gets the clarity, they're going to go to XRP. So this is just showing the adoption, right? And, and a lot of these big players are going to bet on the different altcoins, uh, you know, it's not just going to be around Bitcoin. Um, it just starts with Bitcoin, then it moves to the altcoin. So that's why I wanted to share this with you. Other than that, um, I, I don't care for JP Morgan, obviously. Um, we, we know Jamie Dimon and his stance, but obviously we see the hypocrisy, we see the lies, and we see they're capitulating now. So guys, what do you think about this news? I hope you're not worried about this China FUD. Um, it's just BS. I mean, look at the weekly chart. <laughs> 
<laughs> nothing it's not like we just had like 10 red candles in a row down here right so it's it's the same old bs they've been turning out every seems like every year i wouldn't be surprised guys if the chinese government is shorting bitcoin i honestly wouldn't be surprised and they could probably do it in some of these uh exchanges overseas that have derivatives and leverage trading right obviously in the united states you don't have too much access to that uh but it's it's just the same garbage and and they continue watch next year when the maybe the bear market starts we're banning bitcoin again it's like really really come on it, what, what is it the, the once again the millionth time so stupid anyway be patient hodl let me know what you guys think. Leave your comments below. Hit the thumbs up button, share this video, and I'll talk to you all later. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.